Let me first say to you, Merry Christmas. You know, it's one of those that, as preachers, we have big games, all right? So when you're in the playoffs, it's a big game, all right? When you're, uh, when you're closing a deal, it's a big deal, right? I mean, it, there's, there's moments where you have to approach it just a little differently than you normally do. And as with Christmas and often Easter with pastors, we feel this great grand pressure that this is the highlight moment of the year. I say that to tell you this, don't be disappointed if this is not my best sermon this year. But I will say this, I have been more excited this year about Christmas, about the season, about what I get to do right now than I have ever been in my life. You see, Jesus came, and we get to celebrate that, but it is more than just that. It's more than just a baby in a manger. It is more than just an awesome nativity scene. It's more than just a great story. It's more than just kids in a program. It's more than just lights on a tree. It's more than songs that we sing. It's so much more than that. Jesus came with great purpose and great intent. I want to take a few moments this morning and I want to share with you that mission. We began this month talking about a messenger for the Messiah. That was John the Baptist. And then we would discuss a mentor for the Messiah. One of the greatest figures in the Bible, Joseph the adoptive father of Jesus Christ. But I want to mention this morning that there is one in the story, Simeon, who shares with us the mission for the Messiah. If you have your Bibles, take and turn to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. And if you would, stand with me and honor the reading of God's Word. Luke chapter 2, I want to begin in verse 25. And there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to Israel's consolation, and the Holy Spirit was on him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death, Before he saw the Lord's Messiah. And guided by the Spirit, he entered the temple. And when the parents brought in child Jesus to perform for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him up in his arms and praised God and said, Now, Master, you can dismiss your servant in peace as you promised. For my eyes have seen your salvation. You have prepared it in the presence of all peoples. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people Israel. And his father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. And then Simeon blessed them and he told his mother Mary. 
Indeed, this child is destined to cause the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Let's pray together. Father, we ask that you remind us of the reason that we celebrate. That we would not take that on as just a personal intrinsic reason, but that we would take that mantle on as our own, that we would understand the mission of the Messiah, and that we would continue to carry it out. We thank you for an opportunity to be together under your word, and it's in your name I pray, amen. Amen. You may be seated. I had, the, uh, I had the opportunity yesterday to witness the amazing testimony that Christ can have in the midst of dark and desperate times. My dad is a pastor at First Baptist Church. Luther has been there for 24 years now, and yesterday they buried a sweet lady that has been in that church for over 60 years. She grew up in that church, and she loved that church. She was my Sunday school teacher when I was in grade school. And God bless the woman that had me and Andrew Bowman, who was a deacon's kid, in their class. All the jokes that have ever been made about preacher's kids and deacon's kids probably came from Andrew and I's existence. And God bless that woman for teaching us the Bible, teaching us the Word of God. A sweet, sweet time yesterday as we got to celebrate her life. But all the still, it it reminded me of back to the story of Jesus when he came. Dark and desperate times. And what we find is we find salvation in the midst of it. We find joyous occasion in the midst of it. We find something so gratifying in the midst of it. He had a mission when he came. I want to talk for just a moment about this gentleman, Simeon. Simeon was one who had spent some time at the temple. He was righteous and devout. Those words are very important in this text because what it tells us is that it tells us that Simeon was looking forward to what the Lord was going to do. That Simeon was preparing himself, his heart and his mind for what the Lord was going to do. And so I'm going to ask you to just take a moment and prepare your heart and mind for what the Lord's going to do today. It may be within you, it may be outside of you, it may be something that he's going to do in somebody else in the church, I don't know. But Simeon was prepared for what God was going to do. You see, Simeon had... 
quite a promise that was given to him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die until he saw the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. How would you like to have that kind of blackmail on God, if you will? How would you like to have that kind of promise in your life? That would be fantastic. It would be great to have such a sure word from God that you were not going to die until you saw the Lord Jesus Christ. That would be something greatly incredible. I can't help but think that Simeon probably was quite along in years. I can't help but think that he wasn't some 20-year-old that received a promise and then the next week Jesus showed up. I will take some assumptive liberty here and I will assume that Simeon was an old, old man. He had spent years and years developing a reputation as being righteous and devout. And I wonder how many times he thought to himself, is today the day that I get to see the Messiah? I wonder how many times he thought, am I going to go to the temple and is he going to be there? I wonder how many times he thought, as you and I probably would, this is never going to happen. God's never going to reveal this to me. This was an empty promise. But then it says in verse 27, guided by the Spirit, he entered the temple. And in walked Mary and Joseph with the baby Jesus. And Simeon knew in a moment, this is the Messiah. Think of the exuberant joy coming over Simeon as he looks at the baby that walks in the door and he knows. He says, this is the one I have waited for. That is awesome. God fulfilled a promise, but Simeon's words tell us so much more. Simeon's words tell us exactly what the mission for the Messiah was. He takes him up in his arms and he says, Master, you can dismiss your servant in peace as you promised, for my eyes have seen your salvation, and you have prepared it in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people Israel. By the way, I am so glad that that little phrase, a light for your revelation to the Gentiles, is in there, because the Gentiles is you and I. And so here, in Simeon's words, we find the mission for the Messiah. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. The first thing that Simeon shows us that the mission for the Messiah was about was salvation. In verse 30, he says, For my eyes have seen your salvation. Salvation was something that was necessary at the time. The people had been without word from the Lord. The people had been without promise from God for so long. 
And the world had become such a wicked and crooked place. Christ had a very, very intent motive when he stepped out of heaven and into the womb of Mary. And that was salvation. Salvation from our sin. Salvation from oppression. Salvation from depression. Salvation from the things that would so easily bind us. Salvation from ourselves. He came to offer salvation. That's where his mission began. Even the angels told the shepherds, For unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior. One who will bring salvation. See, Christ had a mission of salvation. I look at my own life, being a follower of Jesus Christ, and how many times is my mission not bent on salvation? How many times am I not thinking about the purpose? The meaning. You know, we, we go through this season, and I love all the stuff of Christmas. I don't know about y'all, but I love just, I, I love Christmas carols. I love Christmas music. I love decorations. I love lights. I love, love, love Christmas food. All right? If y'all can't tell, your pastor's gained like 10 pounds just in the last two weeks, all right? Listen, I don't need an amen on that either. I don't, I don't know if somebody said that or not, but listen, I love this time of year. And if we're not careful, we can let the season overtake us and forget the mission. You see, the grand glorious entrance of Jesus Christ into the world immaculate conception, something that happened beyond our explanation and then all of a sudden angels show up and declare that he is born and there's shepherds that come and then wise men come and everybody looks for this Messiah. We can get caught up in all of the grandeur of it and miss out on what the mission is. I've taken it as a personal challenge this Christmas to make sure that I at least tell one person about the great story of Jesus Christ and how He came to offer salvation. Because if we're not careful, we can get so bogged down. We were talking about it right before we walked in. We get so bogged down getting gifts and with traffic and with everything that happens around us that we just forget the mission. That's salvation. But not just salvation. Secondly, salvation for all. Look at verse 31 and 2. You have prepared it in the presence of all people. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people Israel. You see the danger in grabbing hold of the mission is that a lot of times we take our mission just to the folks that we think it needs to go to. We take the mission to folks that look like us and talk like us and act like us. We take the mission to those who think like us. And what we miss out on is that the mission was not just salvation for those that I'm in contact with, but the mission was salvation for all people. 
salvation for everyone. You see, Christ didn't just come for the Jews. Although he was born of the house and the line of David, he didn't just come for the people of Israel. Simeon, a devout Jew himself, holds the Christ child and says, He will be salvation for all people to the Gentiles, and he will be the glory of Israel. I wonder if Simeon was standing on the portico of the temple, and as all of the people began to walk by, and he began to see people of different color, people of different backgrounds and people of different socioeconomic status and people of different religions. I wonder if Simeon sitting there holding the Christ child was looking out and he saw these and he said, this is a light for revelation to the Gentiles. Salvation for all. I wonder how many times, especially around this time of year, we just sink into our little huddles we miss out on the call to the gospel to all people. As Southern Baptists, we know this time of year is time that we give to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. So that all people could hear the gospel. So that the International Mission Board can send individuals like Ryan and Michelle Tankersley overseas to share the gospel with folks who have never heard it. Listen, the gospel, salvation is for all. We don't get to choose. I love, I love what the young lady said in the video. She said, I'm not the one in charge of salvation. I'm not the one that does that. And what she's saying is that I'm just called to go and do the mission and let God take care of that because He is the one who gives salvation for all. And I've just got to follow the mission. Church, in 2019, are we going to follow that mission? Maybe we're going to reach out to folks who don't look like us, don't act like us, don't smell like us, don't think like we do. Salvation is for those people too. It's why Christ came. It's why the baby was born. Not just salvation, but salvation for all. And finally, the mission is salvation and salvation for all. But Christ came to give salvation for all who would believe. After Simeon declares to all that would hear that this is indeed the one who will bring salvation, he steps off to the side and speaks to mom and dad. Verse 33, his father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him, and then Simeon blessed them. I think that's important because Simeon knew that they were in for some things. One of my favorite pictures is a baby Jesus standing on top of the tub water and Mary telling him to get in. I often wonder 
how ornery Jesus was. He wasn't disobedient. He couldn't have been. But I wonder how ornery he was. You ever think that maybe his brother sitting across the table went to take a drink of water and Jesus maybe just snapped his fingers real quick and maybe out came like sour vinegar. All I know is that if I had the abilities that Jesus had, they probably would have been used in a much worse manner. But Simeon blesses them, and he looks at Mary and he says, Indeed, this child is destined to call the fall and rise of many in Israel and be a sign that will be opposed, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Now you may say, preacher, what does that have to do with the mission and what we're talking about? Simeon knew that there would be those that did not like Jesus. Simeon knew that there would be those who would oppose him. But I think more than that, especially the word that he says to Mary directly, and a sword will pierce your own soul. Simeon knew that there would be those who wouldn't believe. And that brings us to the culmination of Christ's mission. The mission for the Messiah was salvation for all who would believe. And so I have one question for you. Not do you believe in the magic of Christmas. Not do you believe in Santa Claus. But do you believe in the Messiah? The one who came to bring salvation for all who would believe. It's really simple. Paul would tell us that salvation comes by our calling on the Lord. That whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How do we do that? Well, he told us that if we would believe in our hearts. That Jesus is exactly who he says he is. That he's the Messiah. That he's the one that took our sins to the cross. That he died for our sins, and that He rose again. If we would believe on that, and then we would confess Him as Lord, that we would believe that He is the boss of our life, that we would put our faith and trust in His plan for our life, then we would be saved. If you've never done that, I want to ask you this morning, would you believe in the Messiah today? Every head bowed, every eye closed. We're going to enter a moment of invitation, and I don't, want, I don't want you to feel like this is some kind of trick. I don't want you to feel like I'm trying to get you to do something that you don't want to do. I don't want to coerce you anyway. Here's what I want to know. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. Here's what I want to know. Do you want to believe this morning? The Messiah came with a mission that salvation would be for all who would believe. If you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, believed on Him for your salvation, if you've never done that, 
here in a moment, when we begin this invitation, I want you to come. Simply take my hand or one of the others that will be up here, take their hand and say, I want to be saved. It's that simple. We can walk you through what that looks like. Christian, have we missed the mission this Christmas? I would challenge you. You're going to be spending a lot of time around family, friends the next few days, especially some of those that are going to be lost. Take the mission with you. Maybe you need to come and spend some time in prayer for those that you know that you'll be in contact with, that you'll be sharing the gospel with. And I would challenge us all, let's not forget the mission of the Messiah, salvation for all who would believe. And as we head into this next year, let's take that on as our mantle. Let's take that on as our challenge, as our mission. We would tell everyone who would hear of the salvation of the Lord. Father God, we trust you with this moment. God, I pray that if there's any here that need to come into saving faith, to trust in Jesus Christ, to believe on him for salvation, I pray that you would let them get up walk forward. God, I pray that you would just begin to work on all of us. We're going to be spending time around people who don't believe in you this week. And God, I pray that you would just give us the challenge of the mission, salvation for all who would believe. We thank you for your word this morning. We give this moment of invitation to you. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Would you stand with me?